Good morning, Tucson and all of Southern Arizona. Welcome live out of the Common Workspace Studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on AM 1030 KVY, the voice of the in-depth news, conversation, and talk about the people, ideas, and issues shaping Tucson's future. I'm your host, Zach Yenser. Happy Wednesday, also known as Hump Day. If you've made it to this point in the week it i can never tell does it go uphill or downhill from here that's a confusing one to me but it, it uh, the, the end of the week is 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 nigh as they say is near and uh but we're glad that you're with us happy to be back in the saddle after a bit of a long weekend and uh tracking the issues talking about the issues with you in real time with real people uh real issues as they happen full show today here's the lay of the land and i just want to jump in because there's so much to talk about uh, Pastors Jeff Logston and uh, Dr. Damon Holt uh, will be here to discuss sex and human trafficking in the region, and not only the individual trauma, but the community trauma uh, that it uh, that it creates. Film Tucson will be on at the bottom of the hour to talk about a big film incentive being debated this week in the Arizona legislature. And then nationally syndicated columnist Ruben Navarrete and I will talk about Russia and Ukraine, as that is a fast-moving and unfolding topic. Uh, we are a local show, a statewide show, um, but there are times when there's a there's a big enough issue internationally that we will talk about it. And uh, again, as I was coming into studio yesterday, uh, the White House began to call Russian support uh, of Russian-backed separatists uh, in in uh, in regions in Ukraine an invasion, and then that later became the beginning of an invasion. So this is a a rapidly moving uh, uh, thing, and we are covering it here uh, on the show. Uh, but let's get into it. Uh, an important topic uh, to kick us off. Uh, Pastor Jeff Loxton, our faith and culture uh, uh, contributor, we are really looking at issues at the intersection of faith, culture, church, and community, and figuring out how all those things intersect and connect. We've talked uh, refugee uh, refugees in Tucson. We have uh, we have talked about uh, foster care and adoption. We've been talking about trauma with uh, a trauma specialist in Tucson, Dr. Damon Holt. But as a as a pastor of a church, um, we kind of know about human trafficking and sex trafficking. But why was it important in your mind today uh, to kind of bring this to the community? Airwaves with Dr. Damon Hold. Yeah, I, th- I mean, r- locally, the the proximity of of Twenty uh, Second Street corridor, uh, the f- the freeway systems with the the board, you know, Mexican borders and uh, California and and Texas and and their locale. I think in talking to D- Dr. Holt. Um, and his interest for this subject is one of those things that is either too big to wrap our minds around or, or we just try and push it into a corner, yet it exists. Uh, it exists in our community. Uh, we have a lot of personal encounters uh, with this, unfortunately, and I think it's important to be able to have the insights <coughs> that we're, we're going to be privy to through our conversation today with Dr. Holt. We will come back to uh, Pastor Jeff before the show is over, but uh, Dr. Damon Holt is with us here uh, in studio, yes. pastor of Pilgrim Rest Missionary Baptist Church, uh, but the Ph.D. focusing on uh, on trauma and treating trauma. And we've talked a lot about how COVID and kids in schools and, and some of the trauma of the last uh, year and a half. Uh, Dr. Holt, I was really interested to find out as I was researching for the show uh, that Arizona... 
uh, and Tucson as a part of Arizona is one of uh, recognized hotspots by the yes. U.S. State Department yes. as a point of uh, transit and movement around human and sex trafficking. Right. What I was even more interested <laughs> to find out is that Tucson agencies, and this was uh, in, as of January of this year, no longer do proactive undercover work to find sex traffickers. The police department now has only one detective reviewing and investigating suspected cases of people being forced into sex work. Much of that is now done by federal agents with Homeland Security investigations. So so give me, uh, uh, I know you're more on the kind of treatment and management side, yeah. um, but give us some of the numbers that uh, gave you reason to say to Pastor Jeff as we were setting these conversations up, this three-week <laughs> series, why was this important to bring up today in your mind? Give us some of the numbers and data. Um, very important because, number one, um, when we look at our nation in regards to human trafficking and sex trafficking, around uh, 25 million individuals are pushed into forced labor. And out of that 25 million, 16 million um, are pushed into um, what we would call human trafficking. And human trafficking, I know a lot of times we uh, bring it make it interchangeably but there's still a significance that's not necessarily sex trafficking human trafficking is when we force people um to do like slavery work or servitude work by force um not barely pay them or don't pay them at all um so that'd be human trafficking so we have about 16 million that is pushed into that area of human trafficking but we have about 5 million um that's into sexual trafficking and sex uh, exploitation and the reason why it's a concern um, if you notice the numbers are like 25 million 16 million or 5 million and become in regards to labor or human human trafficking or sex trafficking um, but the rest is only around 2360 arrests so if we're in the millions in regards to people uh, being pushed into human and sexual trafficking and, and just 5 million alone are constantly thrown into sex trafficking and we're only arresting around 2,300 arrests out of the 5 million, then that's like a, a huge iceberg and a small little ice pick. Right. So it, with that being said, uh, the numbers being astounding, then that means then um, we also have a high percentage of those uh, millions and millions of people who are disappearing, who was uh, put into trafficking and, and, and slavery, sex slaves and things of that nature. We really get into it. You know, the uh, sex trafficking sounds really cute. Um, but it's really sex slave, um, and it, which create other problems. Because in order to really get individuals to endure such pain and brokenness and trauma, you also have to uh, inject them with drugs. So we also begin to have an addiction mm -hmm. issue as well, because the same people are probably um, sh being shot up with a lot of heroin just to be able to endure uh, the traumatic experience of human and sex and trafficking. You, you mentioned a word, Dr. Holt, that made me think of something, and that is uh, that sex trafficking is a, I think you used the word cute, I think in the sense of um, it may be whitewashing, so to speak, yeah. what is really happening. But in terms of, uh, you know, I think people hear the word and do their mind does go in some of the worst directions, yeah. but the way it starts is often um, in innocent kind of uh, internet and technology interactions um, and it starts, I mean, with the like OnlyFans or other or other websites where there's kind of this idea of 
two you know two people consensually enjoying something yeah. and it turns out to be one of them is not who they're <laughs> supposed to be or they're underage and so it often starts some people would feel innocuously and then it heads down a very deep dark direction yeah. you want to speak to that real quick yeah before we go to let break. me speak into that you make a great point um so it comes in different ways of being recruited so it's really you know what are what are ways how individuals are being recruited um so as you alluded to some can be just an, a consensual uh, romantic relationship or at least that's how it starts and then young ladies come to find out that they're really not dating a boyfriend they're dating a pimp and um, a lot of times those pimps have certain contracts um, with big organizations like cartels um, that is some of the responsibilities of organized crimes um, that that works behind the scenes to do these things and if that young lady is dating that pimp that boyfriend that actually be a pimp that's actually a recruiter for sex trafficking those are some of the ways that happen another one is um, you know certain populations are targeted poor communities communities of color at-risk communities uh, young young ladies who are not stable at home you know so they runaways they're young they're out there in the streets they're looking for love and safety and they run into the wrong people yes it can be social media as well as far as only fans or different targeted uh, fake ghost accounts that bait um, young ladies in and children in um, sometimes it can be males as well uh, males is the most definitely I was gonna not ask you yeah, yeah yeah totally not excluded young men yep yep because you do have different sexual appetites that some of these people have and sometimes it's children sometimes it's child you know rapes and pornography or sometimes it's boys and young men um, and certainly but women are the the large demographic in this thing so we have to be careful to um, know that there are certain targets for demographics foster care as well people in and out of families mm -hmm. runaways uh, young ladies who didn't have strong relationships in their families, particularly didn't have strong relationship with their fathers, um, single parent households. So some of those things that we most definitely need to be keeping our eyes on. We got one more segment with uh, Dr. Demond Holt uh, here uh, f uh, along with and really our featured guest, a three-part series put together by our faith and culture contributor, Pastor Jeff Loxton. You know, I, just as a remark on our way out, Dr. Holt, it was interesting to see that numbers swelled in this yeah. area during the pandemic. Yes. And we, we talked about kids in schools and how, for better or for worse, our school system is not just for education. Right. It is, it's, uh, a in, it, it's a safe haven yeah. in so many ways. And when those some of those safe havens went away, actually being at home was the more dangerous place to be uh, yeah. that we all found out and uh, it, it kept some of these young people in a tragic situation that I think we, the cover has been left, has been taken off of, we now know. When we come back, we're going to talk about, I think, you know, if you are a parent, maybe how to be watching out for this. That's right. Uh, Dr. Holt will talk about what is the individual and community level trauma of this. Yes. Uh, again, as I think the churches um, are called to be the fighters and advocates for the most vulnerable. This That's is right. an area where I think the church as an institution, our community should be fighting maybe the hardest. Uh, we'll talk about doc with that with Dr. Holt on the other side. Much more to come here on Tipping Point 1030 The Voice. Bottom of the hour, Film Tucson director Peter Catalanote will be on to talk about a major film incentive bill. Ruben Navarrete will be with us to close out the show talking Russia and Ukraine. Lots to go here on the program. We'll be right back. Local news and talk all day, every day. 1030 The Voice. 
Why I love where I live. It's a brand and movement that began here in Tucson to spark gratitude and celebrate the good things about where we live. Located in the open air Mercado San Agustin Annex, just west of downtown, it's a great place to shop or spend time with friends as you enjoy food, drink, and other shopping options close by. Find gifts, toys, books, and clothes that will help you celebrate where you live. Visit them at the Annex off the I-10 at Cushing and Avenida del Convento. Hey guys, and yeah, I mean guys, if you're a man over the age of 30 and you want to accelerate fat loss, gain lean athletic muscle, and build habits to maintain results, and the Sustainable Strength System is for you. I'm hanging on to 30 pounds myself that I don't need, and in this new year, I signed up with Akil for this 90-day program that coaches you through reaching your fitness goals with a focus on intelligent programming, nutrition, injury prevention, and lifestyle. If you're ready for a three-month journey to help better your health and strength, go to SustainableStrengthSystem.com. Impact of Southern Arizona serves 52 zip codes in Pima and Pinal counties and reinvests $2.5 million a year into the community. Join us for our Impact Expo on Tuesday, March 2nd, at the Tucson Chinese Cultural Center, where we'll be bringing a national speaker along with local partners and the community together to talk about how we can help people move from just getting by in a getting-ahead world to improving their life in our region. Go to impactsoaz.org for more information and to support Impact of Southern Arizona in improving lives and inspiring futures. Tucson, your Tucson Museum of Art is pleased to present the Patrick Martinez Look What You Created exhibition and his first solo museum exhibition in the American Southwest Los Angeles-based artist Patrick Martinez explores sites of personal, civic, and cultural loss sustained over recent years in America opening just this month through April 24th you can go see it in the Castor Family Wing of Latin American Art TucsonMuseumOfArt.org to get your tickets now In 1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the nearly 60 startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges currently under construction, they are integral in shaping the future of Southern Arizona. Tech Parks Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business. In 2021, FC Tucson was just getting started. We're building something special that all of Tucson can be proud of. Don't miss FC Tucson in action in 2022. Secure your season tickets now at fctucson.com or call 520-600-3095 and download the FC Tucson app in the App Store or Google Play to get updates on MLS preseason as FC Tucson welcomes the biggest teams in U.S. soccer in January and February. Hi, this is Tom Sullivan. Join me weeknights from 7 to 10 for the Tom Sullivan Show on 1030 KVOI, The Voice. And we're back, Tucson and all of Southern Arizona, with our faith and culture contributor, Pastor Jeff Loxton, and special guest uh, for a three-part series. Today is part three of three. Pastor Damon Holt, Pilgrim Rest Missionary Baptist Church. I did that by memory. Did I get that right? Yeah. Man. 
Three times a charm. Uh, and, uh, uh, and and for this conversation, Dr. Damon Holt, a specialist in the field of trauma, we've talked about uh, uh, trauma from COVID, uh, trauma surrounding schools and COVID and kids. And today we're talking about uh, human and sex trafficking in the community uh, and the trauma around that. Dr. Holt, Pastor Jeff, myself, we're, we're all fathers yes. um, of, uh, of young kids and children of various, various ages. For our listeners listening, before we get to the kind of trauma and management piece of this real quick, uh, what are the signs to look for? Uh, if we think someone is the victim of being trafficked, or again, our kids are all now connected to technologies that yeah. we talked about in the first segment can go a really wrong direction really quick. Yeah. How do we as parents and relatives of, of young people uh, be their guardians on this in this new world? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I, I will first say that to parents, um, if, your, if your children are minors and they're living with you, you have a right to all technology. That's the first one. If I pay the bills, I get to snoop on everything. And <laughs> Preach, if I pay, your, I pay your phone bill, I'm, I got a right to look into your phone. Um, it, it starts like that. Um, when uh, you start seeing also emotional things like uh, children being more withdrawn, having avoidance, or being dissociative, you probably want to start looking into things. If you begin to notice that they spend a lot of time talking to a particular person on social media, but it's really secretive, you know, you don't know who that person is, and if it's of the opposite sex, you probably want to take a look into that because they could be talking to um, a 50-year-old man that's portraying mm-hmm. to be 17 years old. And so we see a lot of that going on where uh, false accounts, ghost accounts, accounts, um, perpetrator, uh, predator, predatory type of accounts where um, your, your, your daughter could be talking to an older gentleman that's trying to bait her. Then secondly, watch out fires because after they begin to talk to him, then the a discussion of how to meet and where to meet yep. um, will be next steps. Um, and you want to be uh, watching out for um, signs of depression, signs of, um, you know, just having that lowly emotional type of period, which opens the door when you're depressed. You start doing things that's out of character. You start looking out, reaching for love in the wrong places, um, things of that nature. Hanging around the wrong crowds um, can be um, a, a thing that you want to be looking to. Or if they're dating someone and you never get to meet the person, it's always an excuse why you can't meet this person. This person is acting out of character. This person is not meeting curfew um, rules. They're getting later and later. Or they're missing for days at the time. So, you know, you want to really um, be having those kind of like what we say old school kitchen table discussions, mm. uh, which a lot of families don't do anymore. <laughs> Kids are now getting dinner, going to the room and playing games and being on social media all day. And the families are not talking. They're not yep. nurturing like they used to. Um, and I believe that sometimes we pay for that, you know. So yep. sometimes it's about going back to basics yep. where, you know, you can have round, round table discussions. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's encouraging. Uh, let's do this last question. Um, what are the impacts of trafficking on the individual and the community at large? And oh. why should our listeners uh, listeners care? I mean, we live in a hot spot for yes, sex and human yes, trafficking. I think with fewer resources than we've ever had locally to meet this challenge. Uh, two or three minutes, Dr. Holt. What are the impacts of trafficking on the individual and the community that you see in your yeah. business of yeah. treating trauma? 
Um, well, let me say one thing on um, impact on the community before I go on the health side is that um, that means security has changed. Um, when I was going to elementary school, I used to be able to walk to miles uh, to go to school anymore. And because we are in sex trafficking, you better not let your daughter these days just go by themselves walking to school because she might not come back. I mean, so those are already some community issues of a dynamics has changed. You, you used to be able to allow kids, you know, to walk to school um, for an, a long period, nice, nice distance. And um, now these days, you have to be very careful of that. You know, if you're not taking them to school, they're not going to school with a group of friends, um, that child can most definitely um, be mm -hmm. impacted. Um, other impact is, is it is, uh, or it is impacting our ministries, it's impacting our mm -hmm. churches. So individuals that have been exposed um, to sex trafficking, when they come back and they integrate into your youth ministry or young adult ministry, um, they may bring a dynamic that can shift your whole ministry um, because it comes with so many different uh, areas. Um, then thirdly, I would say on the mental health side is that um, they're going to need a lot of work. Um, even if they get a therapist, even if they get a great therapist, that therapist, number one, needs to be a trauma-informed therapist. So if someone who has, um, I don't like to say uh, sex trafficking victim, I like to be more resilient and add hope to it and be tra sex trafficking survivor, that they look for a trauma-informed therapist, trauma-informed counselor, psychologist, or psychiatrist to help them um, deal with the long-term ramifications of their brain being rewired. You know, they will have signs where they'll be dissociative, they will suffer from depression, um, they may even do self-harm, they may cut themselves. All of these different things can be signs that we're looking for. Make sure that you get the help that you need. One, go see a physical doctor. Just get checked out. Make sure you don't have any STDs or STIs things of that nature um then to get get a mental health professional so we can start also working on your mental and your emotional um but there's a spiritual connection too I mean, i've talked about before the trauma impacts the spiritual connection your soul so you may need church you need a bible study you need a place where you can hear the word of god and be encouraged things of that nature and then you know reaching out to our law enforcement community making sure that we we have detectives that specialize in sex trafficking that understands the organization and the traps and um, get a partner with prosecution to where we can start arresting prosecuting um, these people and getting the, these dangerous people off the streets and yeah. making our community safer. Dr. Holt, uh, this uh, wraps up our three-part series. This is our third week having you in here talking about uh, trauma on an individual and community level on some topics that I think a lot of us are thinking about but never had a chance to really dive into. Yeah. Thank you for doing it. Uh, yeah. You and I have interacted in different ways in the community, yeah. never on this topic. <laughs> no. You're good at what you do, and it's fun to, fun to learn from you. So thank you, Dr. Holt. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm honored. Where can people find you on the other side? Oh, you can always find me on the Trauma Center of Hope uh, website, www www.thetraumacenterofhope.com or call me at area code 520-595-8885 and I always say that in order to change the life we have to heal the brain and I yep. can help you do that Pastor Jeff that's time thank you for curating this conversation yeah and for thank helping you, us Holt. as the uh, pastor of Hope City Church here in Tucson talk about the intersection of faith community church uh -huh. and culture and I think this is a perfect example so thanks for what you do Thank you. Hope City Church is where yeah. people can find you, Pastor Jeff. Hope City Church, Tucson. Yep, this is the website. Yes. Yes. Thank you. 
All right, Tucson, that does it for our top of the hour conversation. When we come back, Peter Catalanote, the director of Film Tucson, will be on to talk about a groundbreaking uh, bills, two of them, in the Arizona State Legislature around bringing film back to Arizona in a big way. We'll be right back, 1030 The Voice. Hey you, if you're like a lot of people in Tucson, you'd love to look at a new home while interest rates are still low, but you hear prices have gone up, competition is fierce, and you'd just rather avoid the hassle. I'm Kathleen Jernigan with CNC Partners, and I want to tell you that you can make the move now. Our team is one of the most successful in greater Tucson, helping buyers get results in this hot market. Call 520-406-0233 and let us know you heard us on Tipping Point to schedule a no-strings-attached conversation to see if we can be on your team. Hey guys, and yeah, I mean guys, if you're a man over the age of 30 and you want to accelerate fat loss, gain lean athletic muscle, and build habits to maintain results, and the Sustainable Strength System is for you. I'm hanging on to 30 pounds myself that I don't need, and in this new year, I signed up with Akil for this 90-day program that coaches you through reaching your fitness goals with a focus on intelligent programming, nutrition, injury prevention, and lifestyle. If you're ready for a three-month journey to help better your health and strength, go to SustainableStrengthSystem.com. Tucson, your Tucson Museum of Art is pleased to present the Patrick Martinez Look What You Created exhibition and his first solo museum exhibition in the American Southwest. Los Angeles-based artist Patrick Martinez explores sites of personal, civic, and cultural loss sustained over recent years in America. Opening just this month through April 24th, you can go see it in the Casser family wing of Latin American art. TucsonMuseumOfArt.org to get your tickets now. Why I love where I live. It's a brand and movement that began here in Tucson to spark gratitude and celebrate the good things about where we live. Located in the open air Mercado San Agustin Annex, just west of downtown, it's a great place to shop or spend time with friends as you enjoy food, drink, and other shopping options close by. Find gifts, toys, books, and clothes that will help you celebrate where you live. Visit them at the Annex off the I-10 at Cushing and Avenida del Convento. Helping you make better money decisions is what the Ramsey Show is all about. Today at 1 p.m. on 1030 The Voice. And we're back, Tucson and all of Southern Arizona. Good morning to you. Welcome live out of the Common Workspace Studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on AM 1030 KVOI, The Voice, Daily In-Depth News. Conversation and talk about the people, ideas, and issues shaping Tucson's future. We're in the middle of a fast-moving show. Time is ticking on this one, but I've been looking forward to uh, this quick conversation with our next guest this morning, Peter Catalanotti the uh, director of Film Tucson here in Tucson to talk about what I think are some potentially groundbreaking uh, incentive opportunities for bringing the film industry back in a big way uh, to Arizona. Peter, thanks for making some time. I know it's a busy week. We'll get to that, but thanks for being on the air. Zach, thank you for having me. It's really exciting to uh, talk about all this. Thank you. You know, as the big why, my understanding, and you're in these rooms, I'm not, so correct me. My understanding is the film industry, big, big, capital F, capital I, you know, around the country, loves Tucson. Um, but Tucson fell behind uh, a number of years ago from other, even other states in our region of uh, really encouraging and incentivizing film production here. 
I think the the folks will say we'd love to be in Arizona, but you're you haven't kept competitive. I don't know if you agree with that or not, but I think there's two bills in the state legislature, Peter, uh, that we uh, you're even discussing this week. They're discussing it this week that could make a huge impact in encouraging the film industry to make their way back to Arizona in a big way. Can you uh, can you share what's going on at the state legislature and why we should be in support? Sure. Uh, first, I just want to bring up that, uh, as we all know, Tucson had a, a long history of filming here for many decades. Uh, but things started to turn in 1999 when Canada, I think it was 1999, please don't hold me to that, but it was around that time, Canada passed some film incentives uh, that lured a lot of filmmaking from Hollywood towards them. And then in 2002, again, I think that's the exact date, uh, New Mexico did something yep. similar, and then tons of filming started going to New yep. Mexico, and that's what really hurt us, because they yep. have deserts and western towns, which are kind of our bread and butter. So um, your audience probably knows uh, that uh, last year at this time, HBO contacted us and we were working to bring them in to film a new TV series that they are shooting. Uh, uh, They're calling it Sandy, but uh, a little sleuthing online, you can find that the real name is Duster. it's pretty exciting because it's J.J. Uh, Abrams is the producer, and it's, uh, it's a big show. So uh, the thing that will keep that show here coming year after year, because it has a five-season story arc, is film incentives. Typically, projects that size end up in New Mexico or Georgia or North Carolina or any of the states that are luring filmmakers to their region with rebates uh, based on how much the filmmakers spend. Uh, Arizona doesn't have anything like that right now. And uh, thanks to Senator Gowan, uh, we're trying to change that. So we've got actually two bills, one in their way through the legislature, uh, SB 1708, which is a statewide film incentive, and SB 1710, which uh, focuses more on southern Arizona. And it also involves a component that would uh, bring in tourism and tourism events, sporting events, and then film. Uh, and mm-hmm. it would uh, it would cover what Southern Arizona's needs are. So we're very excited. Uh, SB 1710, which is the sports tourism film bill, uh, has already passed the Senate and now goes to the House. Uh, and that's very encouraging. Uh, meanwhile, the, uh, the other bill, SB 1708, which is state film incentives, uh, goes before the Senate uh, tomorrow. Uh, We're optimistic that um, our message is getting through, which is this is about jobs. This is all about the economic impact these shows bring to Tucson. Uh, Because we don't have film incentives, Tucson can bring in smaller projects that aren't reliant on financial support, such as low-budget indie films in the $1 million range, uh, TV commercials, fashion shoots. We might get one or two episodes of a reality show, and they might spend about $100,000. That's all great. We love having that money here. But uh, if we had film incentives, we could have projects like HBO on a yearly basis. We could triple the amount of productions that we get on that level. Uh, 
I, I should let you talk and ask questions. Sorry. <laughs> no, Peter, this is this is good. For sure. No, no. And you're answering some of the questions I wanted to ask. I know we're on a, a tight time schedule today, but it, tell, me, it, I, tell me, um, uh, I think Republicans in the legislature especially have been a little wary of other film incentive proposals. This one is getting bipartisan support. Give me the, give me the 60 second kind of how is 1708 structured to get that support and how can our listeners advocate for it even ahead of tomorrow's debate in the senate sure so what we're finding is conservatives uh are loving this bill because uh rather than just be uh an incentive that brings the massive film industry here it also encourages development by way of sound stages and post-production facilities so that means a developer can come in and build a sound stage and the filmmakers get a bump as we're calling it, on their incentives. They get a little bit extra back because they're utilizing a Tucson company, sorry, an Arizona company. Sorry, I'm filmed Tucson, so I think in terms of just Tucson. But this, this Me too, Peter, all, all day, all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right, so uh, this bill encourages development of these brick-and-mortar businesses, sound stages, and post-production facilities. I don't think there's ever been a bill like this in the nation that I know of. It's pretty unique. And what I like is it, it really just, it, it, it keeps things more towards jobs and infrastructure needed to bring in mm. the film industry. Got it. How, um, anything else our listeners need to know about how the bill is structured? And, and really importantly, how can, uh, how can we as people in Tucson support the film industry and advocating for this? Is there a way we can do that ahead of tomorrow, the 24th? Sure. Well, if you're wanting to get filming back to Arizona, and in our case, specifically Tucson, call your senators, call your representatives, and let them know that this is just about economics. The economic impact of the HBO shoot, by the way, was $10 million over the course of just four months for one episode. One episode. They hired over 50 carpenters and painters and uh, 30 truckers who are teamsters. Uh, And and this is important for us. Film Tucson's part of Visit Tucson, which is the tourism office. Uh, They rented almost 10,000 hotel room nights again for one episode it was massive i'm sure some of your listeners saw the trucks and the some of the roads closed off for filming uh it it was a massive monster spending millions of dollars all throughout our region so this is what we're about we just want to get more of that here there's more content being produced than ever before and there's no reason why arizona can't have a cut of that pie and it's a massive pie in the millions and millions absolutely peter i knew this time was going to be tight we both knew there would be more than we could squeeze in but we wanted to have this conversation because this is real time tomorrow the debate happens. Uh, thank you for your advocacy on this bill sponsored uh, by uh, by David Gowan uh, from Sierra Vista here in Southern Arizona. I hope our listeners yes. will go and support, uh, I think, a piece of legislation that can bring back 
of the muscle that Arizona used to have on on big scale movie projects. And uh, Peter, we'll have you on in the next uh, few weeks to to talk more. But I wanted to slip this in. I really appreciate you making the time, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, Peter. Sure, thank you. And if any of your listeners want to know more, they can call Film Tucson. Just Google us, and you'll find our phone number there. Thank you. I love it. Peter Catalanotti, director of Film Tucson. Tucson, uh, Peter, be safe up there. Good luck in Phoenix, and uh, we'll, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thanks, Peter. We're going to go to our final break of the hour. In the green room, on the other side, is Ruben Navarrete, nationally syndicated columnist. Uh, he and I have been watching uh, Russia and Ukraine, a fast-moving international situation, uh, and we'll talk about that. Uh, he's the most widely listened to and read Latino columnist in the country. He's on our show right after this. Tipping Point returns on 1030 The Voice. source for trusted local news and talk 1030 the voice in 2021 fc tucson was just getting started we're building something special that all of tucson can be proud of don't miss fc tucson in action in 2022 secure your season tickets now at fctucson.com or call 520-600-3095 and download the fc tucson app in the app store or google play to get updates on mls preseason as fc tucson welcomes the biggest teams in u.s soccer in january and february In 1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the nearly 60 startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges currently under construction, they are integral in shaping the future of Southern Arizona. Tech Parks Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business. The economy is moving forward, and Arizona businesses are looking at new opportunities and challenges as we emerge from COVID-19. Leading companies are planning how to respond to new business and rebuild their teams and are looking for critical talent now. The right talent in key positions will make all the difference, and having a trusted and dedicated talent acquisition partner will give you an edge. Devin and her team at Talent Store will connect you with top talent while positively impacting time to hire, retention, and your employer brand. Learn more by visiting yourtalentstore.com and schedule time with Devin and her team. Located just two doors down from the Rialto Theater, Little Love Burger opened just last fall and is serving up the juiciest scratch-made hamburgers, loaded hot dogs, have ice cream milkshakes, lovable local brews, and the most addictive breakfast sandwiches. They're open Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Friday and Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. Follow their beat on Instagram and Facebook at Little Love Burger Tucson and mention you heard about them on Tipping Point for 15% off your next order. Hey you, if you're like a lot of people in Tucson, you'd love to look at a new home while interest rates are still low, but you hear prices have gone up, competition is fierce, and you'd just rather avoid the hassle. I'm Kathleen Jernigan with CNC Partners, and I want to tell you that you can make the move now. Our team is one of the most successful in greater Tucson, helping buyers get results in this hot market. Call 520-406-0233 and let us know you heard us on Tipping Point to schedule a no-strings-attached conversation to see if we can be on your team. 
Hey guys, and yeah, I mean guys, if you're a man over the age of 30 and you want to accelerate fat loss, gain lean athletic muscle, and build habits to maintain results, then the Sustainable Strength System is for you. I'm hanging on to 30 pounds myself that I don't need. And in this new year, I signed up with Akil for this 90-day program that coaches you through reaching your fitness goals with a focus on intelligent programming, nutrition, injury prevention, and lifestyle. If you're ready for a three-month journey to help better your health and strength, go to SustainableStrengthSystem.com. This is Bill Buckmaster. New leadership for the Tucson Metro Chamber at noon on 1030 Tucson's Voice for Trusted News Talk. And we're back, Tucson, all of Southern Arizona here on Tipping Point. I'm your host, Zach Yenser. Hopefully you're buckled in. This has been a fast-moving hour. We're now on with Ruben Navarrete, nationally syndicated columnist, host of the podcast, Ruben in the Center. Yes, it means what you think it means. Uh, he's with us on a regular basis here on the show to navigate our way through national and uh, international issues as it's turning out. Ruben Navarrete, good morning to you. Thanks for being with us as always. Cool. Do we have Ruben with I'm us? There with we go. America. Zach, good to be with you. Good morning. Good morning, Ruben. Uh, you and I have been watching pretty carefully and communicating back and forth the real-time shifts around the, uh, what, is, what is developing between Russia and Ukraine and what it means for the United States. Uh, give me your 60-second analysis, Ruben, of, of what's going on over there. My 60-second analysis is it's amazing how the temperament and the vision and the insecurities and the idiosyncrasies of one man can change the course of history. And we've seen this before, and usually not in positive ways, and we're seeing it again. Because by all accounts, Vladimir Putin um, views the dissolution of the Soviet, former Soviet Republic as, this, as he has said, the great tragedy of the 20th century. And he wants to make it right. And he wants to make it right by unifying all these former properties that used to belong to, to Russia. And that includes Ukraine. And it's as if Mexico decides, they elect a president who decides that it's really a terrible thing that, you know, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, Cal, eight different states, eight states in the United States Southwest used to belong to Mexico. We're going to go back and try to reclaim them. And that's, in essence, what's happening. So that, this is a Vladimir Putin drama from start to finish. Mm. And it's become very dangerous, Zach, for a couple of reasons. It impacts, obviously, Europe because it's right up against in changing the, the course of European history. And we've seen this movie before, and the French and the British and everybody's on, they're all on edge. And because the United States has also sent troops to the region, as you end up with more Western troops in close proximity to Russian troops, accidents happen. And that's the real, the real danger here. Not that we're going to deliberately go to war with Russia or Russia's going to go to war with us. But what are we supposed to do or what are the British supposed to do or the French supposed to do if uh, some of their troops are injured or killed, uh, even if it's accidentally? So it's not a good place to be. Uh, and, uh, and it's been a slow march to this point. I think most people understood this was happening. When you have 190,000 troops, the Russian troops surrounding Ukraine, um, the, for me, I'll leave you with this, Zach. The, main, the, the big question is, do we feel comfortable living in a world where big countries can gobble up little ones? Do we feel comfortable 
in that kind of environment where it creates a refugee crisis, where it creates all sorts of things. And do we want to live in that kind of world? Obviously, in, in 1850, there were not enough nations to say to the United States, you are not allowed to invade Mexico and take over half the territory and then give them a check afterward and say it was a business deal when it was a land grab. And nobody complained then, but somebody needs to complain now. Ruben Navarrete, it's been interesting to watch the politics uh, of this. Of course, yesterday, uh, the White House used the I word. It was something we focused yep. on quite a bit on the show. Uh, for, yep. you know, 48 or 72 hours, which feels like a lifetime on these issues, Ruben, the White House really hesitated to use the word invasion. They used the word yesterday morning, our time, and began to set into motion sanctions against Russia. Uh, I think my Democratic friends, Ruben, would say, thank goodness we have a president who can rally the nations of the world. Uh, president Biden is doing what he, what we expect a president to do, and he's doing a good job. And we yeah. just need to be more firm and to keep our allies firm. Um, Republicans don't agree. Republicans uh, think that this is an outcome of American foreign policy weakness and uh, are seeing the Biden administration not respond uh, firmly enough and saying President Biden is paying more attention to the Ukrainian border than the than the U.S.-Mexico border. Ruben in the center, Ruben Navarrete in the center. Uh, is Joe Biden doing the job that you think an American president should be doing? And is he doing it well enough uh, right now as it pertains to Russia and Ukraine? I would say yes to a point. I'm tempted to say no but I think, you know, something's better than nothing. He has, on a 10-point scale, where he should have been nine firm with Vladimir Putin, I think he was five firm. Five's better than two. So I think, um, I, I think um, in the overall, I'm willing to wait and see. I think in most things, to be fair, Joe Biden has been very weak. He's been a, a very weak, feeble president with regard to most issues immigration, voting rights. It would be a real departure, um, Zach, for me to somehow say that this was the one area in his portfolio where he was like FDR or JFK or whatever. This is not JFK at the Cuban Missile Crisis. I, I, I don't think it's fair to say, no matter how the Democrats want to spin it, that um, Biden is doing well. They should, be, they should be really content to say the following. Biden is doing a better job in this situation than Trump would do. Now, there are Republicans who say the opposite, who say that Trump would be much more forceful against Russia because Trump was very confusing to Vladimir Putin. Putin, on the one hand, there are days where he thought Trump was in the palm of his hand, perhaps because of Trump's business entanglements in Russia and, and loan debt. But there were other days where, uh, where Trump was very hard on Russia, harder than the Democrats had been. And Trump is very, Trump confused uh, Vladimir Putin a great deal, and so uh, depending on how you look at it, uh, Trump may have been stronger or weaker at this moment. So let's not oversell it, okay? My message to the Democrats: don't oversell it. This is not JFK at the Cuban Missile Crisis. This is not FDR at Yalta. I mean, give me a break, okay? It's Joe Biden, um, and he's doing the best he can. <laughs> Ruben, I want to throw an idea out at you and I want to get your thoughts. I think that, A, the, that this is a moment that is unlike 
the Crimea situation from, I think, 2014. I think this is uh, should be much more concerning to the world at large, and I think this could end in a way that nobody wants it to end. But I think this is a this is a moment, Ruben, where um, how America thinks about its power and influence in the world uh, is shifting yeah. and should shift. And I think about situations where you know uh, when the Soviet Union um, uh, began to splinter. Uh, there was a working relationship with NATO, uh, and then the Clinton administration, uh, again, some of its advisors pushed to expand NATO eastward towards Russia. Um, Putin didn't yeah. really care about that as much until he needed something to consolidate his own power in Russia, and then he decided yeah. that this was the way to do it, was to be a, a nationalist. Um, so I see a lot of conservative commentators uh, who, uh, you know, are, are letting Putin off the hook by blaming this on NATO. On the other hand, I think the last four years have seen a bit of a retreat from America in the world that China took full advantage of. There is now an axis of autocracy yeah. that I think is happening. Totally. This is going to shift how America thinks about its power and influence. What yeah. do you think, Ruben? I think it is. And I, I think it's, I think that America, the United States, um, is clearly at a tipping point, to borrow a phrase, uh, for a popular radio show. Uh, I think it's at a tipping point because, uh, in short order, China will become the new, the new superpower in the world. And China wants to be number one in everything, in economics, in military, and all of it. Uh, it has significant problems at home. It has significant poverty. Wage, wage inequality, pollution, other problems at home, sure. But it wants to be number one. Um, and at the same time, I think Americans, unfortunately, Zach, are over that. And it's too bad. I think Americans are ambivalent about being number one. This is not the height of the Cold War, where we were in this arms race with Russia and, and who can get to the moon first. We don't have that. And I think we've become fat and lazy as Americans. And we worry yes. about our kids and school and school closures. And we don't really care. So China's going to become number one, and we're going to be number two. No big deal. Okay, so what? That's not a good That's not a good worldview. Trust me on this. You don't want China in the driver's seat. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, and I think I mentioned this yesterday. I think that Russia saw, um, in many ways, a country that for a while has been separated from the world and separated from itself. Uh, I think Russia saw a moment in many ways where American democracy is not the shining city on a hill that so many around the world used to see it as. I think they've watched the last four to eight years of our politics, right. and um, I don't think uh, America is, is declining, but I think many around the world surmise that it might be heading in that direction. America's not declining. Zach, America's not declining, but America's turning inward, and it's focused on domestic, and it's not concerned about its place in the world as much as it used to be. I'll leave yep. you with this as we, as we wrap up. The question for Ukraine is basically, does, does the world care about Ukraine? Does NATO care about Ukraine? Uh, it's clear that Putin hates NATO, blames NATO for the, for the breakup. He doesn't relish the idea that Ukraine can be part of NATO. Um, and so this really comes down to how much we care about the little guy. Are we going to let the big guy swallow the little guy? Ruben Navarrete, I wish I had another segment with you. Uh, uh, caller questions. I have more questions, listener questions. We'll have to leave it there. 
Uh, I know you are, you and I are both focused in different directions usually, but thank you for taking on this topic with me today. I think it's one of the most important this week we can be talking about, and, and we'll be watching it closely. Ruben Navarrete, Ruben in the Center is your podcast. People should check it out. You're also syndicated across Daily Beast, Washington Post, many others. People can find you by searching your name, right? Absolutely. I'm all over the place. Zach, thanks so much for uh, having me on. Ruben, it's always a pleasure. We'll, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Tucson, that does it for our show today. Hugh Hewitt is up next. Bill Buckmaster after that at noon. Uh, another local program here. We're back, of course, uh, tomorrow, Thursday at 9 a.m. We'll be talking with Impact of Southern Arizona. We'll talk with Remote Tucson and Devin Underwood of the Talent Store. Take care, Tucson. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>